coming to you from Strings and Things Studio in Ventura, California. I'm Karen. I'm Katie. I'm Anne. And this is the Strings Unraveled podcast. Right. Good morning, everybody. You nailed it. Yeah, good job. Karen. I almost read the stuff in parentheses, but that's for another. <laughs> that's for another po- podcast. Say pause to say names. It says podcast or book club, so you fill in the blank. Um, it's uh, March. Um, I always have to give myself a second, myself a second to think about what month it is. And we're actually recording in March, so it makes it a little yes. bit easier today. So I just gotta sit in closer. Um, Okay, so who wants to start with what they're working on today? You. Okay. <laughs> nobody, late, late person goes Nobody last. jumped in. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I was thinking about making you go first. Okay, well, I'll go first. Because, like, like, I can make you do anything. Okay. <laughs> right? No. Um, it's your superpower. I have a list. Um, so, in my hands right now, I have a cowl. I just got back... Last night from a little overnight girls trip up to Cambria. So I went to the ball and skein and more and um, picked up. They have every monos in every color. That's amazing. Because I've never seen. Is this monos? This is monos franca. I've never seen that color. And this color is called gold nugget. James says it looks like buttered popcorn. My sister says it looks like a tortilla. No, but it's ah, so tortillas for like good. a quesadilla. <laughs> oh, I can see with the little tiny yep, little, with the little brown <laughs> brown spots. Um, so I it's like love a, that color. a creamy, yellowy, buttery base with some bright pops of gold and a little bit of like brown kind of speckles. Um, looks like a tortilla. Um, so this is my tortilla cow. They had a sample. It was like one skein, size fifteen needles, make a quick cow, and I was like, perfect. So that's what I am currently working on. Um, I also have a crocheted pullover um, called the Stony Shore Pullover. Um, I made the Stony Shore cardigan, which I'll talk about in the next segment. Mm-hmm. This is the pullover version Ooh. of the same pattern. Oh, um, that's pretty. I just want to reach out and touch it because the colors are it? so pretty. This is, is this a yarn change color? Yeah, this is a Karen Cotton Cakes. Oh, um, it's a pretty color. Very yeah, pretty. It's kind of like my, my right up my, my. It's very beachy blues and browns and sandy Sands. colors. Um, the color's called beach glass. Um, but I made the cardigan and I wanted to teach it as a class, but I want to have the option to do. You could choose the pullover or the cardigan. So, this oh. is the Stony Shore pullover, um, which is fun. It's um, I love this yarn to work with. It's easy. It's it uh, doesn't snag. Um, it feels nice. So Karen Cotton Cakes has always been one of my favorites. And I'm always happy when I see that they've restocked it. I wish they still did the solid colors, but, you know, I can only get, you know, I can't get what I asked for. So apparently they won't listen to me. Um, I'm making a quilt top at home um, as my, like, home sewing project. I didn't bring it with me to show you. It's called the Knitted Stars Quilt. Um, and it is a you could do like the modern or the traditional version of the pattern the traditional one is two colors like a whatever solid color two solid colors it looks very Christmassy because it looks like a snowflake Mm -hmm. knitted fair isle snowflake star Um, I'm doing the modern version which is a white backdrop and bright colors each star is a different color in like a rainbow Um, 
and I have two or three squares done. I think there's like 12 or 14 I have to make. Um, so I'm slowly but surely working on that at home using the Ruby Star Society speckles, which are like their blender solid color fabrics. Um, Cause they're mostly solid, but they're speckly like a hand dyed skein of yarn almost. Mm -hmm. And then um, I'm working on Graphica, which we, uh, the three of us are doing as a knit along. We decided we all wanted to make the same sweater. So let's make it at the same time. We'll so I'm working on this. Graphica, um, which is in one of these bags. Um, I'm using yarn that I got from the stash swap. All of my yarn is from the stash swap for this. Um, this background color, my main color is Rosslyn by Cascade. I think I know who donated this. Um, and then my background or my contrasting color is Owl Sport, Ooh. which is like a cotton, cotton wool, con wool and silk. In your picture? Yeah. It looked blue, blue, blue. Yeah. The color was a little off in that picture that I sent, but the it's like a... Wasn't on it, but... Yeah. The, um... Background's kind of a greeny, sagey, grayish, bluey green color. Um, it doesn't have a color name otherwise. Well, it's color number one. Um, and then the contrasting color is a solid. My background is sort of like a tweedy color, um, like a tealy, turquoisey blue, darker, darker color. Oh, wow. That's um, pretty. So that's Graphica. I just got through charts one and two, or A and B, or whatever they're called. Um, and those are the things that I am actively working on. There's more that I didn't add to the list because I haven't okay. touched them in a week or so. <laughs> but there are always more. So that is what I am working on this, as of this week. <laughs> hypothetically all working on that. Yeah. Let's pause and just all take a turn. Yeah. Show me. So, everybody show me your graphic. I looked up when I bought my yarn last night because uh -huh. I'm trying to like go through the strata of my stuff. Oh, I want to pause for one second. We're going to try and be better about posting pictures of all of the things we talk about. So after we finish recording today, I'm going to snap pictures of everything and post it on Instagram awesome. um, when so. this episode comes out. So if you want to see pictures of what we're working on, I will do my best to get pictures of everything that we touch on so that you can see them too. Continue, Anne. Sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> That's okay. That was an important note. Mm -hmm. um, so I bought my yarn in November. Okay. And I can't find it. That's oh, the punchline, no. is I, I don't know where my yarn is, uh -oh. <laughs> but I can show you guys a picture of it. Yeah. It is a really gorgeous, like, cyan blue. Okay. It mm. is, like, they're calling it turquoise, but, you know, turquoise is a broad term. Sure. So you um, didn't go to hot pink? We all talked about doing the hot pink. No, I was never going to do hot pink. Oh. <laughs> I was always, I mean, I love the hot pink. So here's that cyan color. Oh, wow. I'm it's buying a, a lot of like Robin's What egg? yarn is that? Because I looked it's, at Hobby for something, and I didn't find it's called unicorn oh <laughs> who doesn't like a unicorn it's like a bright cyan blue it's it's truly like cyan they should have called it cyan and not turquoise it's like the color that yeah because no, uh -huh. turquoise has a little more greeny turquoise is like khaki yeah it is a rain yeah there could be a, a lot of things maroon is another color that's like teal good luck that. yeah <laughs> which color maroon are you wearing that seems more like burgundy yeah and then i'm gonna do armor low my mom calls it maroongandy <laughs> maroongandy Maroon yeah right right on she's right um yeah. and then a pure white as a, and i'm choosing to do fingering weight because the gauge of this sweater is 24 stitches yeah to Four inches. It calls for DK. I think I'm doing sport. Yeah, that's, you know, I, I, it would be bulletproof in my hands, I think. Yes. I mean, maybe in someone else's hands, it will be a supple fabric at 
that yarn and that gauge, but not me. Okay. So how about you, Karen? Okay. So I can never do things easy. So I chose <laughs> to to dye my own, uh-huh. and I am doing DK. And so this color is a mixture of fluorescent safety orange, which I love. It's like this bright and fluorescent pink, uh, tangelo, and a little bit of ballerina pink. Um, Pretty. And this is the this, this is the main color because I want I was going for graph like graffiti on a dirty wall. Okay. So you I nailed think, it. I think I nailed it. And then this one was not my, uh, this one is a couple different grays and a little bit of speckles of blue and, um, the, what's that green? It's, what did I call it? Radio. I think it's radioactive. Radioactive. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, So the thing is when I first started, my first ones were, um, I made up the, the dye of radioactive Mm -hmm. and it takes over. And oh, yeah. even, it just takes over and there That's wasn't like the a neon green. right? Yeah. And originally my speckles were indigo. And so I ended up with this gorgeous blue sea green, which is not what I was going for. It's lovely though, but it is. So I learned something in the dye process, speckle lightly with, with, um, fluorescent because not fluorescent with radioactive because it's still, so it wants to take over and do a final wash of, of the gray to help tone anything down that takes over. Also, instead of indigo, I have dark navy and that really just gives a little more of a blue gray pop. So I like it. So that's, that's, that's what mine is. However, apparently I did my swatch. You can see my swatch. Yeah. I actually wet blocked it. Love it. There's a reason why, because I wanted to see, I thought, you know what? We're doing color work. I really should see if they're going to play nicely together. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they do play nicely together as far as the swatch goes, but it's really toned down. It's pretty though. I really like it. So I need to, that just tells me I need to re I need to rinse my, 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 uh, skeins bit more before I get into this. Oh, like once it washed it, muted itself. Once it washed it, I muted understand. itself. I was going to say, I think as it looks just, great, but it's not as what it, you as want. As soon as it, I mean, but you can see it doesn't look quite as poppy or is it just me? It's hard to tell. Maybe it's just because it's touching all the gray that it looks toned That's down, but too. it also could be that it... But she could. She saw the swatch before she washed it. As soon as it hit yeah. the water, stuff was released. Yeah. I wouldn't so. be upset if my sweater came out looking like that because I yes, think that's gorgeous, be but if it's but not what you want, want, then it's not what you want. Yeah. Yeah. I want it to pop even more. I wanted to... But I am happy that you're getting just the... Just like different shades of a pink and like, here's where the green... One in perfect one, little green. One perfect little green. <laughs> So, so am I the only so one that has started? Graphica. I um, thought I was going to no, be behind. No, no, I actually, I, no, that's the thing I did cast on at the neck, uh-huh. but I've been doing business stuff this week. So well, I'm I like, understand. that's my carrot. I just feel like I'm like behind on everything. So I was like, <laughs> everybody else is going to be so far ahead of me, but I guess not. Nope. That's nope. Fine. Nope. Can't, so. can't find my yarns. I can't start. <laughs> I have thought about just buying something yesterday, but I mm. talked and myself I actually, out of that. And I actually did wind one of the grays up into the ball. So I've cast on and I started the ribbing mm-hmm. at the neck, but I'm going to have to rip that back and reskein it so I can wash it. Mm. And just because, I mean, it's they both kind of, it was just slightly tinged. It wasn't as dark as what they were, but still. Yeah. You wanted to Better be, you're going to put all is, that work into this it. This is the thing we find out before we go to the labor of the sweater. Yeah. yeah. 
And, I, and plus, I gotta remember to put the color catchers in. Oh, yeah. your just so it doesn't crack up and reattach. I hadn't even thought about that. That just because it releases doesn't mean it doesn't want to go grab back right in. back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but on the wrong spot because that's just what it does. Okay, uh, but that was the graphic hub, and and you weren't done talking about. Your... Well, we're still on Katie, actually. Are we still on Katie? Yeah, I okay. think that's yeah. all, all of the things. things but um, who wants to go next? You can continue, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> okay so this is the mellow tunic mellow um, it's called the mellow tunic by yep. tony lipsy oh adorable and the, the front is done yay okay but the front's been done <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> but yeah, you still get applause for that <laughs> yeah yeah but i'm working on the back i picked i picked this up last night because i by the time i got home i had a migraine and the, uh, and I just needed something comforting that I could just grab and do sim- simple. So the back ribbing is definitely is meant to be a lot longer. I'm like, wow, that's like different. Really went- <laughs> no, 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 it is. No, no I only I did. I only did like half a row last night. Oh. <laughs> but you know, I picked that back you picked up. Picked it up. Yeah. I picked it up. That's great. Um, that counts as working on. I'm yep. working on a design for Anzula. Yeah, because you know, I'm all, I'm in love with all things Tunisian crochet. So. I have their mini skeins, of, the, of which I've got two colors left, and um, I've been saving. I intentionally have to leave. I may be playing a little bit of yarn chicken with this color. Ooh, that mm-hmm. color, beautiful. Um, <laughs> but I'm saving all the little bits because I need. I got to stop so I don't use every little bit right. because some people may have different. I don't want them to run out. Although you don't want to use every. I think. I think. I think this one's going to be like this little yarn chicken that's a little tiny. A little butterfly versus, left. As, as, yeah, as opposed to the, the first healthy colors amount, that I started. Yeah. Healthy amounts, yeah. So I'm saving those, and then I'll weigh them, and I'll know. But it's a cowl. Great. Ooh, I like Intonation. that shape. Yes, I am big on this kind of shape. And this, kind of like a funnel. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's like a funnel, and I'm almost done. And it's a sampler. It's a sa- Yeah, it's like a little stitch sampler. There's, wonderful. Um, the only thing is I don't like how the top rolls. But that's okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick up and I'm going to create like a hemmed edge hmm. with my contrast that, that I'll just um, whip stitch down. You know, like you, you have mm-hmm. other things that have like a hemmed edge with a contrast color on the inside. Yeah, I love that. And I'll be doing the same thing on the bottom. Um, so the colorway of the mini skeins is called Ocean and the main color is Sand. Ah. Perfect. So I think this is going to be called Intertidal or something. Right. I don't know. I had a, but you're only doing each one for like an inch and a half and then you're changing. Mm-hmm. So, and then it has these increases where you do a double full stitch and they're all lined up and I have, I'm going to do a chart for that. Um, but, and I'm I like, this is how I'm keeping track and use the markers and this is how I'm going to keep, how I keep track of my increases to make sure I did them. And plus I can measure. Mm-hmm. So the increases are every inch and a half, but, um, I, my original sample, my uh, swatch had, um, what's the word? I don't know. Had a different, oh, <laughs> had a different stitch, but that's, every, all of these stitches are divisible by one or two. I mean, they're all like in pairs. And since I increase two at a time, they fit. But the one, there's one stitch that I had on my little sample that's by threes. And I'm, I kind of want to incorporate it. But on the other hand, I've got so much going on. I'm afraid maybe I should just. Hmm. Not overcomplicated. Yes. Keep it simple. Yeah, that's not me. Okay. But, okay, so this this technique I learned from Natalie at Detroit Knots. 
It's your most, it's Tunisian crochet, but it's still worked as, as if it's flat rather than the traditional in the round. And um, you're on the forward pass, you work straight and then you'll attach it to the beginning before working your return pass. So you get mm -hmm. this in the round, but you never have to turn it and look at the back side of it. Nice. So anyway, so that's something. Um, I, I just put that down there. Let's see. Oh, I'm working on. Let me grab my other. Dang it! Where is it? Do, do you need us to pause? She's working pause, on something. Yeah. Oh, I have it. I have it. I have it. I have it. Go get coffee. You can go get your coffee while Karen okay. talks about this next thing. <laughs> okay. I get it out of here. Those are pretty colors. Yes. Ooh. So these colors are from Treehouse Knits. Um, they had when I bought them. I bought a sweaters quantity without a real purpose for it because you know if you're gonna buy some gorgeous colors, and of course I'm not actually doing that. I'm doing a shawl, again Tunisian crochet. Um, not that you could see. So this is from called the Luna Fade. I think it might be a future class sample because I. I did ask permission if I could teach it as a class sample. She has it in two different ways. So there's a Luna Fade in DK or Luna Fade 2.0 in fingering. So these these are the colors. This is Coco's Bows. This is Everlasting. I haven't seen the movie Coco, but one of these days I will. And this is Dante. What does that got to do with Coco? Coco's the, Bows? I don't know. I don't Coco's think it has to do with Coco. It's, oh, no, no, it's part Coco of it. No, it's Grandma. Right? Yeah. Oh, so she has yeah, a little braids. Her bones. Yeah. You're right. So, so this is she's got like I forgot 12 the boy's colors. Name is not Coco. So she no. has this has about 12 colors in her collection. And so this I think these color three. Don't <laughs> <laughs> show any of the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> and now you saying that because your son's name is Sante. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so this is how the fade will go. And again, but this is by Detroit Knots. And this is a shawl? This is going to be a shawl. So there's the very beginning of a shawl. It's in simple stitch. And she has this really genius double increase on the end that is the Tunisian crochet version of knit front and back. It's nice. beautiful. It's making a gorgeous Into a stitch. Head. Yeah, it's got this really... Um, so it, it it's hard to see right now because it rolls. But it's one of those really wide, you know, arcing. Like a scarf, kind of. Uh, it goes pretty deep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the colors I have for the DK version. And the Luna 2.0, I went staff shiny. Nice. Some um, of the, okay, so. Yes, though, you should watch the movie Coco. I really should. Like, now. <laughs> like, now. Okay. I mean, tonight, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know if these colors are going to go, but. They certainly go. So I'm not sure like about this that. color. Oh, no, I like I that a lot. It. Okay, I okay. love turquoise and brown together. And so the this dark is from the stash swap. Nice. This is something, this is, remember that first dyeing that we yeah, did and we decided to play our own, but yeah. I never could find, so I dyed this, like, the first thing we did Three, here. Well, so Four I've got, years ago. Four years ago. Because it was part of our Kickstarter. So I'm finding a purpose for it, and then this is a discontinued, oh, I'm about to fall. This is a discontinued yarn. This is Madeline Tosh. Mm-hmm. And it was like thistle. It's made from thistles or something like that. It's, it was it, like a linen-y It looks thing. like that. Malibu but it actually yarn. has yeah. 
Or maybe it's Malabrigo. No, 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 no. no it's not Malabrigo. Malabrigo but... has a newish sport weight. Arakita or something. Yeah, and it has linen and silk and mm-hmm. it has that texture. It's beautiful. I love these. You can see I've got that theme of the brown black. I love these. And I maybe they go, maybe they don't. I don't know. Looks great. But that's that's the Luna Fade 2.0. Again, from Detroit Knots. And I did sign up for the new Frosted Pumpkin Citrine, and I got that in the mail, The their newest... Um, Is it a kit? It's a kit. I got their kit. Um, the kit doesn't start just yet, and I can't really let myself do the kit yet anyway, because I'm still working on uh, the, the cafe. Oh, the yeah, but... How does that go together? Oh, you must be rolled up in the back. Where's the rest of it? Hmm? Where's the rest of the cafe? Oh, that's all I've got. I'm working on the second one. It, it no, they, where will it go? Oh, it's rolled up. It's rolled up yeah, in that's here. What, okay. Yeah, see? <laughs> like, it's rolled up in here. It's kind of a big... Um... Yeah. But I like... Okay, so one, I like frames because they, do, they don't distort. I have a tendency to distort when things are round when I'm stretching it. So this is keeps everything square. Um, but I like these grime guards because they hold all the extra in, mm-hmm. as you saw. Um, and then here you can see, I don't know if you can see all the different strands I'm doing though. I'm parking mm-hmm. and that's been pretty nice. So I used my, I, in theory, I should have used thread to, I've used thread to mark my center, but I just used my friction pen because it, one, it, it'll iron away, but it's going to get covered over by. Yeah. I have been doing it with thread on a new one mm-hmm. and it's so soothing and lovely to do, to mark the blocks of 10 off with thread. Mm. It is. It's lovely. <laughs> it, it, so it, I mark my center with one color sewing thread mm-hmm. and then do the grid with it. It's, it's so Because lovely. you're going to cover it. And if you wanted to, you could easily pick it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, well, I figure I'm going to pick it out. I use like neon orange and green. So, so then, uh, I, fr- I forget whose post it was, but I, then when I'm doing, I, I fill in a block of 10 instead of doing all of one color and then going off sometimes mm-hmm. it is really nice to fill is in it? the block. I've enjoyed it because I, mean, I feel I like I've completed doing that. I feel like I've completed stuff. I, because I'm parking the thread, I don't have to waste thread buying mm-hmm tying it off before I go on to the next one. I'm just parking it in the front so mm-hmm. it's not getting caught. And I have it kind of like out of the way with my, um, ooh, cute. It's so adorable. Needle minder is like a little sweater with a, um, with a yeah, and reindeer I'm, or something on it. I'm thinking about the value of doing bit by bit. Cause you see people on Instagram who are obviously doing like really mm-hmm. complicated ones. Well, that's, we'll see what helps. Yeah. I want to get, I want to get to one of those complicated ones, but I have these I need to practice on it's and not, these are lovelier yeah, that, for yeah, me. Yeah. Um, the complicated, it, I don't think is a goal, but every time I think I say something like that, mm-hmm. it's immediately the next thing I'm focusing on. <laughs> well, for me, I feel like then I get to feel, I'm filling in the picture. It's like on a, pu- like if you do a puzzle mm-hmm. and you work on one section at a time. So I'm doing that with my cross stitch. So, nice. but I have like, a, I have several, I'm several kits deep. Yeah. I'm, I'm not trying, letting. I'm really trying to control myself with this. I've got the Christmas yeah, one to finish. I just don't need I've another got this stash. One, <laughs> and I've got the um, Halloween one. Nice. So I'm finishing before I start, but it, but I still like the kits, so I wanted. The yeah, kit. the kits are real so nice. So I wanted the kits. You know what? It is really handy. Yeah. To have all of the and threads. 
they together. finish the the Ada class for you. Yes. And I ordered oh, so another nice. kit from another place that I was trying out. Uh-huh. And I think I'm going to do one more month, but they just gave me the raw cloth. Mm-hmm. Which after this being my first kit with the red riding hood from um, Frosted oh, yeah. Pumpkin, I've got the red riding hood parade also. Yeah, I'm like now I have to take because I yeah, obviously so it came in the mail not, at home. So and it's not I... just Frosted Pumpkin. It's there's a place the place where they get it. One two three stitch. They they it comes it, the edges come finished. Very cool. Well, it's yeah, now just, it's like I have to get it. Yeah, from now on, I only want the edges pre finished because I won't take the time to do it, and they will fray and get ugly. Otherwise, so. But I also got the needle minders. They're dope. Cause we're cute. Anyway, that is just, that's everything. So the sentence I was trying to finish is, now I have to get the Aida cloth here so that I can finish the edges. Yeah, there you go. You just have to move it here, but I get it. So what are you working on, Ian? Um, Well, essentially, I have a lot of things started. (laughs) Sure. Um, I made a list. I'm I'm trying to be very um yeah it's like a chronic condition hopefully they'll list it on my death certificate um that goes only on my... if it killed you <laughs> well well <laughs> look i know how to argue it with the health department <laughs> that it's relative to my demise um so i mean i've talked about i think all these things here mm-hmm. um oh, i didn't bring that in <laughs> but it doesn't matter because i'm not going to show you everything i'm working on so i have <laughs> Eight things I'm actively working on. Two vintage winters, which one is um, just going to be that black and white one. And then there's the autumn themed one, Halloween themed one. Mm-hmm. The hot pink gentle hug for the love of Mary Mako, which I did have in the car. So I thought I would show you guys. Oh, mine. yeah. Ooh. Um, What's it called? For the love of Mary Mako. Oh, I totally see it. Um, I can see it. It, all the, it reminds me of the Mary Mako um, that designs. So I went to um, Roxanne's looking for fabric to make a dress with this. And I found mm-hmm. the perfect dress. Nice. But I don't really feel Mary Mako after putting it next to K-Facet. Like, this feels more K-Facet-esque, this no. design. Try- I mean, I'd have to look at it. Yeah. But, but color, I would this. Still- I could see that. Then, then maybe that's what it was. Because Mary Mako is, doesn't have as many colors. I think. Well, this is the number of colors that the, the pattern designer oh, calls for. Well, that's This is just my interpretation of it. Okay. So I'm very close to finishing the body, but I overdid things and I have to go back one whole polka dot. Mm. So I was like, then pause. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also have to start the sleeves next because it's bottom up. Um, and I'm worried because I don't fully trust the designers. Um, it's a, a bottom up contiguous armhole and shoulder uh-huh. which what? I've never seen before it looks great in the pattern but up Bottom to this up point contiguous. I don't trust this designer oh yeah um, she That's has a chart kind of an I'm going to print thing. the chart have it physically in front of me mm-hmm. but I'm away from that because I have to knit two sleeves before I do that um, Laponia which is a really pretty sweater from Vera Valmecki Ridari which is a stranded sweater from a Nordic designer that I don't know. Okay. Um, it's actually like by the Lopi Council. Oh, you talked about that last time, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was my first snag from the Stash Exchange, nice. the colors. Um, and then I'm making Avina, which is the um, one of the more recent sweaters from Jennifer Steingast. And um, 
again, stolen from the Stock Exchange. Not stolen. Not, Not stolen. stolen. Swapped. Swapped. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my most favorite thing, which leads me to the project I'm working on now, is once everybody's done mm-hmm. and they've had their, because of course we skim at the beginning. Yep. As is our <laughs> very right to mod- do so. Very modest yeah. skimming. I think we have very we have good stuff. Very controlled about our modest yes. skimming. At and the I beginning. actually gifted some of my good yeah. stuff. Yeah. There so you go. Um, I think it made it into. I, I mean, you outright gave me the olive in this. Yeah. I didn't. Did have I know to, the way I did, think yeah. of it is this is oh, a yeah. free thing that we do you know like i'm not getting paid for this so i'm gonna take some it's just a service yeah Yeah. so but my favorite thing is after it's all done to see what's left yeah see what you can like piece together from what's left the treasures so my avena there were all these like beautiful like road to china-esque um Mm. it wasn't road to china um which is is that the fiber company Mm, yes the fiber company um it wasn't road to china it's another one that's just as like luscious i think I it's thought the, it was the fiber company road to china in various ways road to china light road yeah to china. But, road but, to china but the yarn i'm yarn. using isn't road to oh, china gotcha um, it's it's adjacent in a feeling yeah oh well hello i'm trying to take detailed notes I have my notebook here it is look at how you do your color coding that's awesome well it works for me um Acadia. Oh, ah, yeah. yeah. So there's several colors of Acadia um, and enough to just, it's lovely. Nice. So I thought there were like burgundies and red, like, mm, you know, berry colors. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, this will be the wheat for Avina. And um, I did my swatch and there's no contrast between the burgundies mm. and the green. There's uh, color wheel contrast, red but and green. Not color but value. no tone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... I was like, well, that's not happening. Uh-huh. So how can I make this work? So I dug a little more in the leftover baskets, and there was a gray. Do you remember the gray I pulled out? And it's so beautiful, like rugged gray. Um, but the bag was stinky. I don't remember this. No, one, uh-uh. it, no it was if, it was, if it was a stinky bag, <laughs> my brain would turn off. I'd be like, nope, walking away. Well, I risked it. Sure. <laughs> You're better at salvaging. And it's mostly the bag that's stinky. So I threw okay, the bag great. away. Oh, okay. It still has kind of a musty wool smell, but as I've worked with it, I it's like aired it. out. Uh-huh. I've been tending to leave it in the hot car to kill whatever, <laughs> make that smell. <laughs> so I have a solid color happening in the foreground for my wheat. I don't mm. know if you guys are picturing the sweater I'm talking about while mm-hmm. I go into great detail. No. <laughs> uh, so for, for the kids here, um, kids at home, you have to look it up on Ravelry. Because I didn't bring it, so there'll be no picture. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, so Jennifer Steingas has all those gorgeous. Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. Um, color Feral, work, yeah, um, sweaters, and this is one that came out pretty recently, like maybe end of. It's been like super popular, right? Yes, everybody's it is. making yeah. it. Um, my favorite inspirational, per- per- prolific knitter is the first one I saw it on. Mm-hmm. So there's a gentle color shift in the wool that one's pretty. That goes across the yoke. Okay, I think Lisa Mary, uh, Merriweather has does that one she i believe she's got a version of check out her um free leaf is it free life fiber or freely fiber i don't know i I think it's i don't know i i I don't ever read it i just like see the name yeah yeah um so i'll look while you're while i'm talking um so (laughs) my wheat is solid Mm -hmm. and the background of my yoke is 
shifting colors. Pretty. That's going to be pretty. And I really am quite pleased with it. There's some low contrasts in place, but mm-hmm. overall, it works. It reads well. Nice. Um, so I'm very, very happy with that. But all has been abandoned because I'm working on all these like very linear, very intensive sweaters. As much as like every one of those except for Gentle Hug is stranding. Uh huh. So I had to abandon everything and work on some like very chill, non-linear things. Okay. <laughs> so now I am playing around in Stephen West's playground, <laughs> and I downloaded his um, book that has is it. Penguino? Penguino, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm making Penguino. That's, that's a project I've always wanted to make. Well, you should dive in because there's plenty of crazy stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> so I did um, dig around in the stash exchange of what's left. There's like six baskets of random stuff and then a huge box of mostly novelty things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the place to use the novelty art. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So... Just before you do it, if you do choose to uh-huh. dig, um, I pulled out everything that was left possible in the color palette that I would want to work in, okay. which the color palette that is my like defining colors, blue, green, pink, purple, and therein. Um, and I pulled it out from lace weight mm-hmm. to the chunkiest. Mm-hmm. Anything. You don't need to do that. Do you have okay. to swatch? Do you- with the different things to know how many to like when you're doing a section, if you have to increase to get the same width, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Cause yours are coming out perfect. Yeah. I just know it's close enough. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I was thinking about that cause I have one spot that's a little bulgy and ripply and I was like, ah, I probably could have decreased to make this lay a little flatter. Are you changing needle sizes? No. Okay. I'm using the whole same needle this whole way. Okay. Um, so what the sweater is, if you haven't seen it, it's in his booklet, Crazy, Crazy Color, Crazy Four Color. That sounds right. Crazy, crazy. Four Color. There are 10 patterns in there. Okay. I think I'm going to make four of them. Um, but we'll see how long I'm interested in doing this. Because this is like very moment in time specific for me to want to make this sweater. Because uh-huh. normally this is not my cup of tea. Um. So you start with a big swatch of um, seed stitch in the back, mm-hmm. and then you cast on provisional cast on because that's going to get opened up later along the bottom. And then you could do it all one color. I did um, four different yarns, some striping and intarsia, mm-hmm. which is my least favorite other than duplicate <laughs> stitch. Yeah. But it's working. It's pretty easy for two <laughs> big blocks. Yes. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Then... Um, and then you just go to town, you do these like crazy welts in the mm-hmm. back, which is where oh, you like cool. knit for a while and then you um, oh, that's cool. seam it back on itself, you like rows back. It. Yeah, it, which is super fun and really pretty to look at. And I did a little intarsia in one of those. Yeah. <laughs> and then you build out, it reminds me actually, once I got my head around it, it's essentially the construction of Elizabeth Zimmerman's Tom 10 sweater, mm-hmm. which I've made at least six of. Um, which is a really fun sweater to improvise if you ever look it up. Um, I think it's in the Knitter's Almanac. Uh-huh. It's either in that or the other burgundy covered one. I don't remember. Plus, I think Schoolhouse, <laughs> Pre- Schoolhouse Press might Probably, sell it yeah. as an individual pattern. I, they absolutely do. They mm-hmm. sell it. There's a adult, a baby, and a child. Um, and you can buy it all as one pattern in that. 
Nice. So I have my whole body done. Oh, wow. Okay. And now well, you, you got done sleeves. quickly yesterday. Well, I started this on, on technically Monday morning at like 12.01. The whole thing you started? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So wow. I've gotten through the whole Sweater body. Sweater in a week. And I almost. almost, yeah, I need to do the sleeves and the um, bottom you can do as a garter stitch band or uh-huh. a brioche band. Ooh. So I'm going to do a brioche band. I mean, with that much going on, why not do another yeah. thing, you know? Yes. <laughs> this throw. is sort of the sweater you just throw everything do at. Do more. Yeah. More, <laughs> yeah, less is I'm, more doesn't apply to this. No, every time I'm doubting, like, oh, is this just going to be ugly? No, just do it. Yeah. Just throw it in there. Yeah. It's, it's going to be ugly beautiful. Yeah. Um, I think that's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So there's other sweaters I'm going to make in this booklet. Um, first of all, I pulled out, like, I have a big, huge, like, you bring your own shopping bag. <laughs> uh-huh. bag. I made almost a whole sweater here in front of you. I haven't made a dent and in what I, I have made. <laughs> I have made two scrap sweaters out of fingering weight scrap. Yeah. My fingering weight sock yarn scrap <laughs> stash I could make an infinite number of sweaters. It's like you it feel never... like I'm gonna get rid of so much yarn here. Like I, I haven't scratched the surface. Nope. <laughs> I understand. I can make another one so, today. So there's another sweater in here called the Amazing Technicolor Dream Sweater, and I pulled a whole mm. bunch of like brown and black and gray and green mm. to do that with. Um, but I'm pretty sure I could just take this bag that I and already make have another one. and I'll make the amazing Technicolor Dream Sweater. You totally could. <laughs> um, and that's an interesting one where you start with the sleeves and you kind of work across cuff to cuff, mm. but you're making a sleeve in the round. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It always gives you somewhere for your eyes to rest. So that has like a big welt that makes the shoulders or not a welt. Um, what's that called when you do the inset? Do the inset that has a name? A go, it's like a godet, oh, triangle oh. godet, okay, for the shoulders. So you have like a nice, normal place for your eyes to rest. In yeah. this one, the sleeves will be the nice, normal place for your eyes to rest. Yeah, you don't just look like a clown, yeah. Well, <laughs> a no, little bit like a clown, yeah. I, guess. I mean, God bless Stephen West, but that is what my body said when I first met him because I'm a clown. <laughs> terrified of clowns, and he's six foot four. And he dresses in a showman's way. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, but as a showman. And he was wearing a top hat, so he must have been like, and platform <laughs> shoes. He must have been seven feet tall. <laughs> Probably. And he started to walk up to me to, just to greet me at Stitches, and, and he I might turn nice. around and left. <laughs> okay, but he is the nicest. Well, we nicest... met him later in the day. He is so nice. Wearing a brioche, full brioche. Bodysuit yeah. on yes. a six foot four man. It was oh my God. glorious. <laughs> and I had no problem. It's just that moment. Your fight or flight kicked in and you're it like, was, clown, no run. When it was happening, like you're in your own head and you're like, what's happening? <laughs> this and is then not you how stopped I after you people. ran away and you were like, what? What? Yeah. what just happened? And I can never go back there again. <laughs> He's like, oh, so you're the woman that up. ran away from me. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I sort of eavesdropped on him talking to another male designer uh-huh. that night, and he's like, just treat them all like your mom. There you go. Like, the, how do you deal with all these women gushing all over you, is what the guy had asked. He's like, do you just treat them like they're your mom, and they love it. Yeah. Cute. God bless you, Steve Owens. So you're working on anything else? Um, well, eight's not enough. No. No, more. <laughs> uh, no, that's all I'm working on okay. right now. I am a little, well, I guess this is for later. It's an obsession. So okay. Yeah. We'll talk later. about that later. Um, right. So that's what I'm working on. What have you finished, Katie? Well, I finished two things. Um, 
And I'm counting when it's finished, even though it's technically just a quilt top and not a finished quilt. But uh, that's, that's a separate that's counted stages. Thing. We have counted stages. Yep. Like Karen could count month by month on the. Um, yeah. Cool. Oh, remember? No, we. we oh, then I've that. gotten all kinds of stuff. Ends done don't in. have to be woven yeah. in. We should review these rules every once in a while. So the. Sorry. That's okay. The um, <laughs> quilt that I'm making at home is with the Ruby Star Speckles, and then when I was at work at Super Buzzy one day, I was eyeballing one of their speckled jelly rolls, which is like one of every color. And they had a free pattern on the Moda website for this called the Jelly Rainbow. Um, that quilt. is so cool. So it's strip pieced. That's awesome. That uh, is so awesome. So it's strip piece. You cut them, you turn them into half square I triangles. love the lights and the darks. Yeah, yeah. I saw something like this. I love it. This Does is. It, um, it looks like it goes fast. Yeah, I mean, it was like a day or two. To put together That's this pattern bad. uses every square inch of a jelly roll without any strips left over i love it so if you want to maximize a jelly roll this is the pattern that's for you. fantastic it's just one jelly roll one jelly roll this is called wow. the ruby star society jelly rainbow quilt so if you Writing google that, that down it's, all, it's free on the moda website you can download it i haven't turned it into a quilt top yet but or i have it i haven't turned it top. into a quilt yet <laughs> using the notebook my right um uh i'm waiting to quilt it my mom has gotten into quilting lately, so she's been making all these quilts. And so, um, my grandmother has a mid-arm sit-down quilting machine that she's gonna let us borrow. So I'm like, I want to practice on something that I didn't spend too much time on. Yeah. Before I practice on something that I did spend a lot of time mm-hmm. on. So this will be quilted when I, when we're ready to do that. Um, so that was fun. And then I finished the Stony Shore cardigan, which is the crocheted cardigan. Um, I want to teach it as a class, uh, I don't know, next month, sometime soon. Um, I, posted on, I posted on Instagram a reel on our page of me working oh, on yeah, this. Oh yeah, that was great. You I love your reel. tell what a cool color that was. It just looked brown. Yeah, it's like a golden brownie. Um, it's got like a two color, what do you call that? Marl? Marl, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but like it's a, a very light, s- more goldeny brown. But it's brown a very subtle marl. Yeah. So this is crocheted with the bead stitch, um, which was fun, but it gets a little boring after this much sweater. So then I, of course, <laughs> decided to make the pullover version of the well, same yeah, sweater. yeah, of course. Um, the pattern is uh, by Evan, uh, Evelyn and Peter Crochet, I think is her Instagram um, handle and on Ravelry. Her pattern was great. A lot of, I won't say a lot of, some crochet patterns I find, for some reason I, I feel like this is a trend in crochet patterns and I don't know why, they give you the free pattern on their blog or you can pay for the printable version of it through Ravelry, which mm-hmm. that doesn't have ads. And I, Which I find a little strange because I don't, I, it, I find it's a trend that only crocheting designers are doing. Yeah. Um, which I think is cool because, you know, she offers it for free and then her patterns all come with a full YouTube tutorial for all the steps. Oh, that's that's cool. fantastic! And so I'm like, I should we know what I should pay is. for this pattern. Yes. <laughs> so good lord, yeah. So I bought the pattern, and then I bought the pullover version too because I was like, I want to make that too. Um, but there, it was it was great. I would make another one of her sweaters in a heartbeat. The pattern was well designed. I totally messed up on the pockets. It's got pockets on the front. The um. You look really cute in that reel. Thank I you. I love that reel. 
the pattern I did a classic like Katie I know what where this is going I'm not going to pay that close of attention I've been there <laughs> so the back is a rectangle the fronts are smaller rectangles like there's no shaping um, and I was like okay great and then I'm assuming the pockets are also little rectangles I'm going to patch them onto the front yeah no <laughs> the pattern <laughs> wanted me to leave a gap oh. and then crochet a lining for the pocket oh. which I did not do because then it was like pr- double crochet and I was like, the pocket's not double crochet. It's in that same bead stitch. Uh-huh. I can see it in the picture. I was like, oh, that's the lining for the Oops, pocket. Daisy. So I made patch pockets and stitched them on the front. They're almost seamless. Thank you. I was I was a little worried as I was thinking about how I was going to do it that it's going to be really obvious, but it's not. Nope. So um, no, when no I teach the know. pattern, I will teach you the right way to do it. <laughs> and then the sleeve is another rectangle that basically you decrease half the stitches for the cuff. So it's like a balloon sleeve. I did the sleeve in the round. It's not called to do that, but I figured I could do it easily enough, so I did. And the yarn is Lion Brand Heartland, which is like one of my favorite acrylic, like it's fully acrylic, but mm-hmm. it's it's got so much depth to it. I used it for one of the kids' sweaters for Christmas, and um, I really liked it. But it's, it's really a totally pretty. different vibe than the pullover I'm yes. doing, which is in like a lighter cotton yarn. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm happy with it. It was... It's heavy and warm, and I don't know if I'll ever wear it, but it was fun to make. <laughs> um, so those are the two things that I have finished. So that's what call that was the what, Stony Shore cardigan or oh, I pullover. See she's um, also got a coffee shop cardigan. She's that got looks a really lot of cute. crochet patterns that I would consider making. <gasps> that looks really a lot cute. of them. Okay, um, of they're all relatively basic as far as like the shaping goes. Like it's all mostly rectangles, which is great for it's teaching. All you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crochet sweater that I'm teaching right now is way more advanced than this one. And some of my students are like, this is hard. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it was hard for me too. I didn't realize that going in. So this is much more approachable for the majority of uh, newer or, you know, for most crocheters, especially for me too. I was like, I don't have the brain capacity to think that hard. <laughs> so a big rectangle was perfect. So I thoroughly enjoyed making it. It took me two or three weeks. Um, it was fun. And I really liked it. I do like the speed that most crochet has. Yeah, that's the benefit. Uh, Karen, what'd you finish? My mind's a blank. <laughs> you know, sometimes I don't finish something in a month and that's totally fine. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I finished anything since last month. I don't think I actually did. I think, well, this I is had a short month. Yeah. 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 February, February was a short month. February was... And there was a lot going on because you were doing taxes and like... Oh, bunch of stuff so almost finished, done um, like nine skeins of yarn dying. yeah, yeah you died yeah nine i died nine that's skeins. a big project. that's right i finished yeah. yarn dyeing there you yeah. go that's what i did they are um well maybe yeah. 11 12 because you had your, oh yeah teal that you 11 did. technically because my first yeah because my first tries of these was not quite what i had they're beautiful but they're not what i had in mind uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, that counts. Yeah, it absolutely counts. What other, I'm trying to think, I've done a lot of cooking. So I think part of making is not always fiber related. I mean, mm-hmm. although that's dietary fiber, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that really counts. One of my favorite, everything's um, made of fiber. <laughs> I, I follow, uh, Tanya, I think her last name's Colin. I don't, she's. She's, she's also a knit and crochet designer, but she also has a cooking, um, she has like cooking business. She's a, a um, trained chef mm-hmm. and she has, if you fi- find her on Instagram at here in my kitchen, 
and every month she comes, she has like a membership thing where you, you can, um, she'll give a discount on some of her, like she, you know, like we buy patterns, you could buy recipes Mm -hmm. and they're very well thought out there. The layout is, is like what I, what I like in a really good knitting crochet pattern is what she's got in this in her recipes Mm -hmm. and she has photo tutorials she's got it's great so uh, every week i feel like i'm i'm cooking something of hers that's great um and if i don't have this stuff i'll plan on it like we plan knitting and crochet projects i Mm -hmm. plan my cooking projects yeah because you most weeks monday is my day to work from home or do home type stuff or i like to do a nice long slow cook where it's like you do all your prep work and then you set it and forget it and you get this great comfort food vibe from the food. So mm-hmm. um, she's got a new, I want to say pattern, but it's a recipe out um, called Good Chicken. And it is really good. It's a spatchcock chicken where you Ooh. take the whole chicken and you cut out the backbone and you lay it flat. But it's a multi-day process and I... I didn't catch that because it didn't have all the ingredients. So the next time I make a chicken, I will do it that way where you brine it in this like orangey brine the day before. And then you cook it in the oven on top of like potatoes and stuff. So nice. it's going to be delicious. Right that now, right now I am going to do an, I got all kinds of special peppers because I'm going to make a chili oil type chili sauce. Cool. Um, and she has a recipe for that. And she does have free recipes as well, which is like, but it's worth getting. I, I enjoy, really enjoy um, her her cooking recipes. So that's the other thing I make on a regular basis. Some people think of it just like food, but for me, it is like a project. I plan it. I I work on it, and usually, it's not something that's good. I get the satisfaction that it's not something that is going to take me months to finish. Sure. <laughs> It's, by the end of the day, I've got a really great food, mm-hmm. um, and the leftovers go fast. Thanks. People fight over the leftovers. So, here in my kitchen, look that up. I was told to buy a second crock pot because one of my regular meals is Dante doesn't think is enough. I oh. use two and a half pounds of chicken <laughs> and a pound of rice. Like not enough. That's I'm not, not enough chicken. That's not enough chicken. Two and a half pounds of chicken. You gotta have leftovers. No, <laughs> no. For I your disagree. size family, no. Nope. That's not. That's plenty. Plenty. A bag of chicken. Yeah. It's a whole bag of chicken. Yeah, but I think my whole chicken is like four to five pounds. Well, there's bones in there. There is that. Yeah. And I use the bones for broth later. So nothing gets wasted. Two and a half pounds of only meat is plenty. That's a lot of... Oh, yeah. There is that. That's way more than a serving size for each person. That's true. What'd you finish, Anne? I also needed the joy of finishing something because... Mm -hmm. Everything I'm working on is pretty involved. Um, so before I started working on Stephen West, I walked by what was left in the stash exchange, and there was this like gorgeous red and black and amber colored yarn. And I opened it up because it was textured, so that's not usually appealing. Mm-hmm. And it's some colonette boucle. Ooh, nice! And Ooh, it feels it's nice. like butter. But you, if you look at the yarn label, it has to have come from the 90s or the early 2000s. Yeah. And it Vintage. feels like brand new. Like, That's great. It's, it's lovely. Which means that the previous owner kept it well. Yeah. Well, it was still hanked. It wasn't in balls. So that's part of it. Um, I saw your reel this morning of you wearing that. And I was like, 
<laughs> I start. So I, I, you know, we finished our well, hashtag so much challenge faster than yeah. me. as a team on our Instagram, and we did a good job. Lots yeah. of reels. It was a lot of fun. But um, I got for one year. I did finish February, um, which is the hashtag I'm talking about. <laughs> But I didn't, I only got halfway last year. And this year I missed out on the last week. I had ideas can for I, every day. Can I say I thought it was very poetic? Because I went until I was like, oh, I haven't seen the end of Ants Fiverr. And I looked and I thought it was so poetic that the last one you posted was him saying like, you don't not finish something. And I was like, did she do that on purpose? No, but it oh is Oh my poetic. God, that was so funny to me. You don't not finish something, well, you finish all, everything. Yeah, all week I've been thinking, I'm just going to do those seven last reels. Yeah. And finish them. But I don't feel like it. That's fine. And so, the, I mean, no, no, participating in February is do as many as you can or sure. work to. I mean, I wanted to One do of them, all of them literally was your job, and you did a great job. Yeah, but we, yeah, not your we job, did then. do a great job. Um, and I got farther this year than I did because what happened is I was thinking, first I was thinking, okay, it's like February 20th. Maybe if I knitted like a crazy person, I could make my you sleeves. Do. Yeah, crazier <laughs> person. <laughs> I could finish my sleeves because sleeves take, even like fingering weight sleeves, they take maybe two to three days each if you're like really yeah. like paying attention. Yes. You, if you but stay if you, if you focused and just like this is what I'm doing, I can do. Yeah, like if a I'm DK not going to do student. the family thing or the food thing, well, I mean, we organize our families in a different way. I True. only have to cook dinner two nights a week, and as Katie, I told Katie recently, I don't care about my chores and I don't care about sleep that much. Oh no, chores. <laughs> so that leaves a lot of knitting time, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, a long time ago, really, when Mirabella was really too little for me to make this decision, I remember that I didn't build a family so I could be a, a nanny and a, um, a, a maid. And yeah, amen to that. Um, and so I mobilized my family into doing their own shit. So, excuse my French, but... Um, <laughs> I wish I had done So that. our house is a pigsty, but... <laughs> but you're all happy. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy, and so then they're a little happier. Uh, anyway, so I knit a lot more than I probably should, but that wasn't realistic. Finishing a finger yeah. white sleeve sweater because the twenty seventh day of February was completion, as Katie's adorable yes. reel with her. Cute I had completed sweater. it like a week before. I was like, "Oh, I'm saving this." I yeah. am so glad that I did not get that day. Well, and so you get that like worm in your head, and it's like I'm never going to finish anything I'm working on because they're all like ambitious things. Um, and so I was like, well, look at this huge, chunky, gorgeous bouquet. I'm going to improvise. These are on, it's on a 10 with Love a it. stitch weight, Love it. stitch size of three and a half stitches to, um, four, to an inch. And so I used, um, ways of change as my like cast on math for the mm-hmm. sleeves in the back. But I knew I wanted a V neck because that void saves yeah. yarn. Yep. <laughs> And then I was like, well, I bet there's something in the in the leftovers that could be an accent. So there's this black yarn from Barocco called Lux. Mm-hmm. It feels eh. It's a blend of rayon, nylon, and mm. something else. I thought it was polyester acrylic for sure, but it's not. It's all like kind of luxury fibers. Mm. <laughs> um, but it, it whipped up real quick and I literally finished at like 11.58 on... The 27th. Nice. But I did not post about it because it was 11.58. That's totally fine. But I'd already started thinking about this sweater, um, the Penguino, 
And so I cast on my back and started my back at, mm-hmm. you know, 12.01 on Monday morning. Great. <laughs> but I finished my completion pull. I'm calling this the completion pullover. And um, it fits great. It looks cute. Very cute. I put up an Instagram reel on my Instagram today if you want to see me. I'll post a it. picture of it. Yeah. But I love it. It makes me happy. That's great. And I, I, I've worn it three times this week. Mm-hmm. Nice. Because it finally got cold again. Yeah. Yay! It was nice. It was nice to be cold again. Yep. Well, um, speaking of finishing things, I um, accosted Anne a week or so ago <laughs> when I saw her in the studio. I was like, you know what, lady? I have a bone to pick with you. She looked at me like, what did I do? Why, why did I make Katie mad? <laughs> Katie's um, never mad. Yeah, I know. So it's like, like really oh my God. pissed me off now. Um, I, now that I have two jobs and far less time in my life for most things, I was like, how in the hell does Anne finish so much stuff? Because she works two I, jobs I like work. me. Yeah, yeah. And so I came up to her and I was like, how do you do this? And that's exactly when she told what me. I, just said. I, don't I don't sleep and I don't do my chores. I, I think you said... I don't you value, value sleep. sleep more than I <laughs> yes, do. Yes, that is exactly what I, I was like. Because I think accurate. that's one of Katie's core values. I love is sleep. Is getting enough rest. I love sleep. Ironically, like the day before Katie asked me that question, I had been thinking, you know, because Wednesday night is my night to teach here, and then I can use that time to do whatever the heck I uh-huh. want in this room. Mm-hmm. And um, I was thinking, I'm so tired though. I just go home after class, and um, well, gosh, what if I went to bed earlier on Tuesday night? Huh. Uh, <laughs> Imagine that. What a weird idea. I did. Yeah. Nice. I've been doing it. Cool. That idea, like, I feel tired, so I think I'll get some extra rest. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> it's, like my, it's like your body's trying to tell you something. No. No. I'm no. not listening to that. No, 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 no. Uh, so, in, in fact, last night, Dante wanted to keep watching TV, and I was like, I have to be up early the studio tomorrow mm-hmm. so no nice and i went to bed at a sort of reasonable time um so i was i have been thinking about like managing time and trying to get as much done as i can and knitting and blah 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 then i was like thinking about setting boundaries for myself and just in general with making in that i i don't really have a really great way to frame this conversation except that i just threw out some bullet points in my notes and i was like these are things i want to talk about mm-hmm. yeah. um so one of them is something that applies to all aspects of your life i feel like is that your production doesn't define your worth which i, I know agree. is something <laughs> i know because we're, we're not supposed to think that way especially for our job here at the studio is sometimes it kind of does because mm-hmm. we have to have deadlines to get class samples finished and all that but for the average knitter crocheter sewer maker where this is not your job it it doesn't matter how much you finish in the day you know or it doesn't matter how many projects you finish in a month right which i know that's kind of the core of our podcast is like what you finish this month (laughs) but it's it doesn't have to be you know yeah but it's not your job if it's not your job it's not your job if you don't finish something we're not going to come to you and say like well then you failed this segment yeah exactly (laughs) like karen was like i don't think i finished anything i'm like you know what that's totally fine even though i'm pretty sure you probably did but well does it matter i i felt like i i needed self-care and for me cooking was that Mm -hmm. yeah and that's how i because i can't you go from making, 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 and it's just not as fun anymore. And yep. then you think, but this is what I do. But it doesn't have to be. But it doesn't have to. If it's, I mean, for us, it's like, it kind of does for the things that are for your job. 
But for the things that are not, then it doesn't matter how much you can finish in a day. But how do you balance what you have to do and what you want to do just because? Well, isn't that the eternal question? (laughs) That is the eternal question. Well, so I turn all those things into like, how can I make this? Like, how can I turn this into something like official that will be respected? How can I turn this into work? The other thing, another bullet point I have, which that brings me to is that you don't have to monetize your hobbies. Which I know is again the core of what we do, <laughs> but I don't for... know. I saw somebody, so I'm going to be the devil's advocate for all of these. I think that's fine because <laughs> not that I disagree, but I'm I'm fighting to think about these things too. Mm-hmm. But I saw somebody say like that's a secret to joy is like find a find a hobby, love the hobby, get good at the hobby, then monetize it, then move on and but find another hobby. But don't you think hobby. that that takes the joy out of the hobby? I don't know. It can. I don't know. I think because I'm living a life where my hobby is my work. Yeah. So. (laughs) But I think it's it's keeping a balance. But I also think about like, I know people in my life, I make a thing. They're like, you could sell that. It's like. Uh, Oh, yeah. I know that is like a heck no. 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 And sometimes it's like, I probably could. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's like, well, no, you you don't want to pay what I'm going to charge you for it. But other times it's like, you know what? I probably could sell this, but. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do all that work. I don't want to make it my job. And it's okay to say, no, I'm not going to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, you're not obligated to sell the things that you make. Oh, that's a big one that I've worked on for years is like, and I've gotten very good at the no word. Mm-hmm. Like, just because you know how to do a thing. Yep. You do not have to say yes to someone who asks you to do that thing. No, you don't. Nope. Like, if I want to do that thing, I'm probably going to do it for the benefit of my family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it because you have it checked off in your brain that she knows how to sew. She knows how to knit. She, can she knows how curtain. to crochet. She knows how to... Knit me a baby blanket. You know, change a tire or... Yeah. you know, Like, no, I, I'm not going to do I that I do know how you. to do that. Mm-hmm. I always say, sometimes somebody will be like, Oh, like my dad is like, oh, I really need I mean, if you were stuck this. on the roadside and I had to come help you. Sure. I actually don't know how to change a tire. I only conceptually know. You can get on YouTube. <laughs> um, sometimes somebody will be like, oh, Katie, or like, uh, I need this thing sewn. I'm like, you know, I wish I knew somebody who knew how to use a sewing machine. <laughs> I don't know anybody that knows how to knit. And that mean, that's my way of saying like, yeah, but I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you have to like what you're doing. Otherwise... It's work, you know, which can apply to, you know, if I'm not having fun, I know this is like a mindset I think a lot of knitters and crocheters apply themselves to is like one thing at a time. I can't cast on anything new until I finish this thing. And that thing that they are working on to finish is not fun. And it's like, who put that, who put that stress on you but yourself? Oh, that's one of my favorite, favorite articles of all time. Vivian Hawksbrough, Vogue Knitting. I quote it all the time. I should actually like figure out what um, Mm -hmm. issue it's in. Something from the last 15 years. Okay, great. (laughs) Help. She wrote one one of those one-page articles in Vogue Knitting, and the core of it was start everything you want to start. Mm -hmm. Because something in that experience you are seeking for your creative experience. Yeah. So start it. Start it with no guilt. Yeah. Start it with never intending to finish it. Just start Just it. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that plenty of times. And I and I think about that more now that my time is limited, which doesn't make a lot of sense, except that I want to do what's fun right now because that's what I need right now. Mm-hmm. I get home from work and I'm tired. My feet hurt. I sit down. I'm like, I don't want to work on the sleeve of that sweater that I really should finish. I want to cast on this fun hat pattern, whatever it is, you know, because mm-hmm. it's 
it's going to make me happy right now. And if it doesn't make you happy right then, you don't have to do it. Yeah. Because the majority of you who are listening don't do that for your job, you know? Yeah. So if you don't have a deadline, unless it's like a Christmas gift or a, a birthday gift or something. And also if it's for somebody that loves you, they're probably fine with receiving it a week late. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. The it's probably going to be fine. I find that sometimes I just don't have the mental capacity to connect with that thing in my hands. Mm -hmm. And I could force, I could, I could do a brute, you know, what they call a brute force Mm -hmm. and make myself do it, but I will be slower and slower and I will probably make mistakes. I'm going to have to end Mm -hmm. up ripping out anyway. Whereas if I say I need to walk away from this even for an hour and do something else because it may have a deadline, Yeah, but it's not going to have, it's not going to get completed in the next hour. And for my creativity, I need to do something else. And you won't be as happy with it when you finish it either. If you Mm-mm. brute force your way through it, because nope. it's like, okay, I'm done. Huh, finally throw it away. Sick of looking at it. Yeah. yeah. As for, you know, unless you enjoy the process, I find that I have the project that I need to finish and I sit down in my chair and I put it next to me and it just sits there and watches TV with me. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't touch that at all because yeah. I don't feel like doing it. But if I had picked up the fun project that was fun to do, yeah. I probably would have done a little bit. Well, and the, um, even if it's something I'm, I am excited about and want to work on, sometimes you're just done yeah. with the day. Yeah. And I, I'm making light of not getting enough rest and whatever, but I actually have, because the, because my body tells me you can't, you can't pick one more thing up. You can't today. do this. You can't do one more thing today. Mm-mm. You are done. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. Like I used to just feel guilty and like nope. wake up the next morning like yesterday had been a waste. But no, no, nope. I was fine. done. I it's had done enough. For the day. I had done enough. So. If your project is making you feel guilty, you need to be walk away from that project well, for not... a time. No, I'm saying, no, we all have those. We're like, I, we should do some things because we want to, not because we should do it. But it's not necessarily project specific. Sometimes yeah, you're true. just done for the day. Yeah. And even the fun thing that you wish you could work on, I'll see it sitting there and I think like that would be, I, I am enjoying this project, but my brain just my can't make my hands do it right now. Yeah. And it's okay to stare off into space. Mm-hmm. It's okay mm-hmm. to watch a movie and not make something while mm-hmm. you're watching the movie. It's totally fine. Because, again, who put that standard on you except for probably yourself? Yep. Right? Um, another bullet point I have here is that, quote unquote, selfish making, selfish knitting, <laughs> selfish whatever. Everything's mine. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> You know, all my stuff is selfish because I like making it. Exactly. <laughs> but some people are like, I don't, I, I just, I, I want to push back against that term is like selfish knitting. It's like, it's not selfish because this is for you. Ideally, you know, this is your hobby. This is your enjoyment. Who cares if you make it for you or for somebody else? Yeah. I think that's a myth. Well, that's what, um, yeah. one of the February prompts was made for me with love. It was like everything. What don't I make for I'm, me? Like it could just be. <laughs> 60 seconds of me showing you one second at a time. (laughs) Some people are like, 60 things that I just made for me. Yeah. Some people are like, oh, I'm just making this for me. It's like, no, you're not just making it for you because you're awesome and you deserve to have a nice thing. Like you can make it for you. It's totally fine. Do you think that some of it is because self, a lot of times the the idea of self-care is considered selfish rather than because, whereas no, self-care is healthy. There's a lot of reasons why our brains work this way. It could be a billion different problems with society that I could name off the top of my head. 
And one of them being that, especially I think for women, taking the time to do something nice for yourself is can be seen as selfish. And it, you know, has been historically or in the past or devalued. Yeah, made devalued. small. Yeah. Like, oh, you're going to get your nails done? You're going to work cute. on your little knitting project? Get your little hairdo done? Yeah. No, I'm going to go enjoy a time for myself. I was supposed to get a manicure Friday and my manicure is canceled on me, which was fine, but it's like Monday. And I haven't had a manicure in years. Literally. But it used to be something yeah. I love to do. And so I was like, well, you know, it's money I maybe not should spend or whatever. I'm like, I would love to sit there for an hour and do a little treat thing for me that I can enjoy for the rest of the week while my nails it's, look nice and awesome. I didn't have to do it. Yeah. My sister that, was like, you right could there, just the... paint your own nails no. because I was sad I didn't have them ready for this weekend. I was like, I don't want to paint my own nails. I want yeah. someone else to paint my nails yeah. for me. That is what's so awesome is it's nice to have somebody to be the recipient of someone else doing it. Yes. We do a lot of things. Which Our dinner, feels amazing. The dinner thing at home is freaking fabulous. Yeah. So... And I have this rule, this other rule. Uh-huh. Uh, so I got mad at Kevin because he would make dinner, make up his plate, and sit down. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. I make dinner, I make up everyone's plates. And then I serve myself last. Mm-hmm. Always have. It's just the way that I do mm-hmm. it. It's like pure instinct. Yeah. But I noticed Kevin was not doing that. And I got really mad at him. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> This is a rule in our house now. The person who made dinner will serve the spouse. Okay. That sounds great. Yeah. That's a great rule. Yeah. And so yesterday he asked me what I wanted for dinner. I made, I mean, he makes dinner on Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. During when he's on vacation, he makes dinner a lot more. But um, when he's during the school year, he makes dinner on Saturdays. So he made um, pork chops and handmade rolls. And mm. I challenged him to make the crunchiest potatoes. I really wanted mm. those like. 13-hour potatoes. <laughs> I, mean, I don't see, know like, what those are, but I love potatoes. It's, a, it's like viral on TikTok, I think. It's where they like, you mandolin thin slice your... Um, I'm writing this down because I love potatoes. potatoes. It's, it's, a, it's a French, like a traditional French um, potato dish. And then you like layer, it's like a butter and potato lasagna. Mm-hmm. And you bake it for a certain amount of time, then you press it, then you refrigerate it, then you cut it into cubes and you I had fry that. it. I had that when we went to the re- a French oh. restaurant. And it was, it's um, it's it not called yeah. gratin, it's gratis. Gra- gra- yeah, gra- it's, yeah, it's similar and to gratin. And it's super, yeah. super thin and it was creamy and buttery, but it was like, yeah, it was like a lasagna. They brought it in like a square, like a lasagna, yeah. and it was amazing. Yeah. So I was joking when I challenged him to that. But um, I asked for the crunchiest potatoes. He tried a new potato recipe and, and jammy beets, which the beets weren't really that jammy. But that's okay. They're still good. <laughs> <laughs> I would like those. So anyway, yeah. um, what I mean by jammy is you let them cook way too long and they just become like... Caramelized. Yeah, like sugar happiness. Anyway, so I made this request. He loaded up my plate and he brought me dinner while I sat and knitted. Nice. And so, like, you can engineer those things into your life. Because I'm not super comfortable with, like, strangers doing things for me. Which, I mean, sure. yeah. Yeah. is probably not a stranger. You probably know her and have well, a Well, no, this is a new place, oh, but okay. that's, it's her job I'm going to pay her to do. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, so that's not something I'd be seeking for pleasure. Yeah. But when my husband walks up to me with a plate full of food that I didn't Don't have to make. Don't you feel loved? That is <laughs> <Yes>. love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, so you can you can engineer those things into your life. Yeah. Sure. Mine was fueled by rage. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
one something somebody I don't remember where I heard somebody say this, but I thought it was applicable to a lot of um, knitters, especially. Well, I'm just gonna say makers in general. Don't compare your worst work to someone's best work. Comparison mm. is the thief of joy. Because I'll have somebody I tell me like, oh, like we're making this like a student's making the same sweater as me. And they're like, yours looks so much better than mine. Nope. Or I'll do that. I'll think about that with somebody else's. I'm like, you're brand new at this. And I'm literally teaching you how to do it. Like I'm the, I'm the one who knows how to do the thing. And you're the one learning how to do the thing. So obviously they're not going to be at the same level. And that's fine because when I started and I was the one learning, mine looked exactly like yours. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it's easy to compare yourself to other people, but like if you're new at it and they're the quote unquote expert, then of course it's not going to be this at the same level. And it's okay to let yourself be bad at something for a little while until you learn to be good at that thing for a little while. Well, I like the soundbite I've been seeing on Instagram of like, it's a myth that you have to be good at your hobbies. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, again, like I have trouble with a lot of these um, thought sure. experiments. No, you have to be good. No, <laughs> but what a lovely you can be concept. bad at something. Yeah. And you <laughs> and know, still love it. If you're bad at something, chances are eventually you won't always be bad at that right. thing. You're going to get better at it yeah. and it just takes practice. Yep. But comparing yourself to somebody who's way better at it than you. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I'm like, I would love to learn how to play the guitar and I would get discouraged in seeing somebody do something I'm like I have literally no concept of how that's possible. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be able to do that. It's like, well, not necessarily. I mean, probably not, but oh, I'm never going to. But be chances able to. are but- I could be better at it. <laughs> you can't be as bad at like rhythm oh. or music as me, though. <laughs> so I saw this quote. Comparison kills creativity. There is room for you. Nobody can do it with your voice, with your experience, mm-hmm. with your insight. Yep. Um, yeah. I also I like think this is just off the top of my head. The idea of your hobby also having to be creative, like being creative in your knitting, in your crocheting, whatever, I think is also not necessarily accurate because I don't think, I know everybody's going to say this isn't true. I don't think I'm a particularly creative person. Like, the coming up with the ideas, the concepts is hard for me. The execution, I'm really good at. Like, you show me, you give me a pattern, I can do that pattern. I don't want to be the one that has to come up with the pattern because that's not my strong suit. I don't think, but I don't think that I'm, it doesn't come naturally to me. So having to be creative, like, sometimes I just want to follow the kit. I want someone else to pick my colors for me. I want to do the fun in making it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, and I know if I say that people are like, no, 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 you're very creative. I'm not like downing on myself. I just know that's not no, my strong suit. In... You know, we each know what we're good at and what we enjoy. Yeah. I don't really enjoy that process all the time. Sometimes I feel inspired, but most yeah. of the time I don't. In Renaissance art, there is the concept of arte and arte. And I can't remember which is which, but one is the creative spirit, the soul of the art. Mm-hmm. And the other one is the technical execution. Of yeah, it. exactly. So usually like the, the craftsmen were, were the, mm-hmm. you know, considered under one category. And then, you know, the masters were in, in the other category. Sure. I wish I could remember which is which. If you're an art it's historian, same, please tell me. It's the same concept <sighs> of like artsy versus craftsy. Oh, I'm I not, hate those words. I'm not artsy. I'm more craftsy. But some people are much more arty than I am. I'm not that arty. Well, I'm bad okay, at art. that's it. Arty. Yeah, arty. Arte. Arte. Crafte. Whichever one I Arte. am. <laughs> I, I, like, physically revolt against the word crafty. 
And I don't know. I mean, I do know why. Because it is devalued. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And I, you know. But maybe we need to grab that term back and. Nope. I choose to continue to reject it. Okay. <laughs> and that's part of the problem now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that not clear as we go bullet point by bullet point? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, sure. It's sort of, I mean, or reframe, rephrase. Like, um, you know, we I talked like a little bit. I like the word handcrafted. For, uh, it's the same as some people go, oh, that's homemade. Yeah, I'm made. like, there's nothing wrong with homemade. No. But I, 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 I cringe against it too. So I say handcrafted because it feels more artisanal, which is yeah, a but very... It, like you well, said, that... there's nothing wrong with something being no. homemade. Isn't no. that the funny thing of what we're talking about is like, why do, why do we have to elevate? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, it was fine on its own. It didn't need to be elevated. Cause sometimes I do make something. I'm like, well, this isn't like, I don't see this as a handcrafted piece. I'm like, I, I made it mm-hmm. and I liked it and it's homemade, you know, it's not mm-hmm. the best thing I've ever made, but I had fun doing it, you know, and that's okay. Like you don't have to think of everything as either the worst or the best. It's okay yeah. to make something and be okay with the level that you're at in making it, you know, it's just a process of retraining the brain out of these um, terms or these uh, the negative, negative, negative association. Yeah, we've yeah. Been, we have to reteach the brain to be more accepting of mm-hmm. ourselves and our creativity, sure. however, expresses itself. It doesn't have to be in, like you said, you are very, cre- you execute very creatively. Creativity is not just the, the creation of the thing, but I think there's creativity in the execution sure. of the thing. Yeah. I mean, I often get creative and <laughs> in in the way that I approach something like oh. a sweater. <laughs> and and then I'm like, that's the, not right. <laughs> can, can I say what your top hit that I think was like the most ingenious thing I've ever. Me? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're working, doing Knit Swirl. This is what, like 10 years ago? Okay. Or a long time ago anyway. We're doing Knit Swirl. I have a huge class of people. Someone comes in and sees you on a weekday and they have curled in the middle of a knit section okay. and it was a lot it was like 40 50 stitches and i would have made them rip back because okay. it was too much to drop down and fix sure mm-hmm. um, was it like in that row or it had been it was like inch, inches back 10 rows ago okay got it um, and it was only partial rows yeah but it was still like a because yeah, those a large have, chunk. those have four or five hundred stitches in a round so you cut it in the middle undid it Put it on two needles and then Kitchener, I'm sorry, I hate that word, um, grafted it back together. Okay. Do you remember doing that? No, but it sounds like something and I would do. I have been inspired when people come with problems to do that thing. Okay. It was amazing. Oh, thank you. You don't remember? No, you I don't remember Because no, I would have made sol- the person. Your, your approach to problem solving is incredibly creative to me. You you see yeah. how to fix that problem. Because in- my brain works better in like the construction zone. Like <laughs> like understanding the like the the actual like construction anatomy. and the yeah. anatomy of a stitch and how a garment is constructed. And the same thing in sewing is like. That's the kind of sewing that I really like to do is the constructing part of the whole thing because well, it makes sense for me. Maker, yeah. It makes sense. That's why I think a lot of, I don't want to say a lot of men, but people who are more like engineering, mathematically uh, gifted minded make really, really good knitters. Yes. You know, oh, because they intensely. understand, you yeah. know. Excellent technicians. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, it's funny you don't remember. No, I don't remember that. Because <laughs> I would have made that person rip it. Why? Well, you know why? Because well, it's like the, five trillion stitches. That's it just, was because that's yeah. just how her brain works. She, well, she does I, it. She moves on. Well, I do like a triaging of like here's the mm-hmm. known fixes. That fix is too hard and too time consuming. It would be faster to rip back. Is how I would have analyzed sure. that. Mm-hmm. But no, you slice that in the yeah. middle. <laughs> Put it on waste jar or on needles and voila. Wow. Good for me. Yeah. Because sometimes sweater surgery is the easier answer. Well, yeah. So then that augmented my problem solving going forward of mm-hmm. like, huh, there's other ways to fix it where it lies. Um, you know, about wording, like we you and I talked about this a little bit once, um, that there's a movement to um change the not call it fussy cutting. Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's a demeaning way to yeah. talk about it. So you could call it precision cutting. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of which is actually what it fussy is. Fussy about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so like, I, I am still comfortable with rejecting the word crafty. <laughs> it that's doesn't like, feel right for my creative mm-hmm. process. Yeah. Except when I make those ribbon wreaths. I that's totally crafty. understand that those are flipping crafty things. <laughs> And I feel delight in That's calling great. those crafty, <laughs> but which also, is weird. That's a weird sensation okay, for me also, to like using that there, word. There is a there is a, a definition to crafty that is negative. That so I think there's just a lot of stuff that goes into not having good feelings about that word, mm-hmm. and that's okay. We can, but it's more about changing the mindset, whether it's that word or not. Sure. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Change our minds. Yep. Um, my last bullet point that somebody we were talking about the other day is that knitting slash crocheting, sewing, whatever, making as therapy is not necessarily a lie. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to f- frame this as a way that it's, it's a substitute for anything because therapy is valuable and yeah. necessary for many people and there's no stigma against that, mm-hmm. but being able to sit down and knit and, like we were saying, relax after your day or whatever it is. And in general, I also think it has to do with being around other people doing yeah. it, too. Or just, like, having a place to go to, like, relax is completely therapeutic. Mm-hmm. And I always think that those, like, mugs and whatever and t-shirts are a little cringy where it's like, knitting is my therapy. But, I mean, it's kind of true. And the it's things, okay. The things that my knitting and crochet and other fiber arts have walked through through mm-hmm. with me in this life mm-hmm. have 100 percent no like i am not being um flippant about this have saved my life at times sure mm-hmm. so like that is real mm-hmm. that it's something real and concrete that you can hold on to and 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 has walked through so much in my life with yeah me. yeah it's 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 a realistic thing because I remember working at Anna Kappa and now working at the fabric store is some people come in having a really shitty day Mm -hmm. and they leave having a much better day or like sitting around the table. Somebody can come in and have like the most stressful morning or something really terrible is going on in their life. And then they'll tell you like, oh, I feel so much better after I've been here or after I've talked to somebody. And sometimes you just need another person to talk to and an easy person to talk to is the person working at your knitting store or yeah. the, or your friends around the knitting table yeah. or whatever it is. It is super true. I know we have people that they come for the drop-in help, but they stay for the community mm-hmm. because it's a it's just a few hours to be able to it's connect like, with people or just even to put that stressful thing aside mm-hmm. and to be with 
um, with your fiber, with your knitting or crochet, whatever mm-hmm. it is we're doing around the table. And sometimes it's not even about what you're doing. It's just being able to see, oh, wow, she's making this really cool thing. Yeah. Oh, I love that yarn. We even, sometimes we call it enabling. Sometimes it's like, we will say, oh, I love that yarn bowl you have. And where can I find that yarn mm-hmm. bowl? Or how many people have we got that really awesome silicon sippy cup? Uh, it's just that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and- I think that's like, that's a real thing in managing emotions is when you change your surroundings mm-hmm. or change your activity it resets your your is it is your parasympathetic or your sympathetic yeah. nervous system <clears throat> like i've seen that in ang- like people talking about managing arguments and relationships mm-hmm. is uh-huh. like stop what you're doing when you're arguing and go go away yeah. go for a walk like Just even you go your, for a walk together location mm-hmm. for yeah. a minute yeah and and so like when you wander in and touch fabric and yarn mm-hmm. or when you come and sit with your friends a literal reset <laughs> or when you go sit in your car at your break and you you knit you know? or you stare off into space for a little while right so you it's a it's a true physical way to reset if yeah. you're under stress yeah there's, t- there's times where i could be with a family member having a very stressful highly emotionally charged conversation and if i don't have something in my hands my brain will shut down because of the intense emotion of it if i can just sit and have something still continue the conversation but have my knitting crochet something in my hands i can process my thoughts a little more clearly Mm -hmm. um it's not even about stress there's time there's some of us are kinetic learners when um, I can't tell you how many times in lectures at school, if I had known to knit, I would have retained a lot mm-hmm. more Yeah. Um, when I was a doodler in the margins, but it, it mentally, I can connect and retain what I learned better when yeah. my hand is in motion, when my hands are in motion, can... some part of my body has to be in motion. And since I can't be a, fi- a seat fidgeter, <laughs> you know, or walk around having just that motion of my hands create making something or touching something or Um, doing something helps. I was a, um, serial ditcher of one class my senior year. Mm -hmm. Um, and she didn't like me. I I got A's in her class and she was high school. Yeah. Senior year of high school. She begrudgingly like her essays were 50 out of 50, 48 out of 50, 49 out of Mm -hmm. 50, 50 out of 50 when nobody else got that. So Real easy class for me, and she hated me, mm-hmm. and I hated her. But she would enforce the um, the the attendance rules, and so I had to scrape gum from instead of going to tra- track practice, I had to scrape gum around um, campus, mm-hmm. like like the troublemaker <laughs> that I seemed to be. So I. As we got near to the end of senior year, I started, I was making these little beaded bags for my girlfriends for a prom, and I started bringing them to her class so that I would attend class. Yeah. Yeah. And she walked up to me once, and she's like, Anne, don't you think that would be better at home? No. And I looked her in the eye and said, no, I'm good right now. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, you know. And then I kept doing it. You're not loud. You're not disruptive. Yeah. You're sitting there. You're in class. You I are did listening. all of my work. I yeah. had no. That's what I tell my son. My middle son is having some trouble at school with um, it's kind of the same problems. Boredom. Teachers he doesn't like. Yeah. I'm like, if you show a mastery of the material mm-hmm. and you don't do disrespectful things, 
then like you can have a mental health day each semester you can you have these other privileges but yeah you can't be disrespectful and you right you have to show me that you're doing a mastery of, right. of the materials because um, i know sometimes it's just a struggle yeah it's <laughs> true um i think that last point also can boil down to like we mentioned before it's just a nice thing to do for yourself sometimes mm-hmm. you know it's like going to get your nails done or i know somebody who well i don't know them i know of a person <laughs> who does not wash their own hair they go and they get it done at the salon once a week like an old lady but she's a young person and she hates washing her hair her hairstylist does it for her styles her hair once a week and she does it once a week and she's like this is an extravagant thing that i do for myself i could wash my own damn hair but I pay somebody to do it for me because it this makes me amazing. happy. This is like Mirabella's future. <laughs> Mirabella will not wash her hair. Yeah, she needs it's to find a salon. The you're arguing about, I mean, I'm not paying for that, mm-hmm. but I'm going to let her know it's something she can make it's a part of her future. Yep. I mean, we're going to fight about it till she can make her own money oh. to do that. But doesn't that sound lovely? <laughs> that yeah. would be lovely. It does. I love when they massage. It, right? I love having that done. So it's just a thing that you can I do for do yourself. <laughs> Whatever that lovely. thing is that you no, do for lovely. yourself yeah, that makes lovely. you happy. Make it's okay to treat yourself. Dinner. Exactly. <laughs> Those are all my points that I wanted to touch on today. Again, I don't have like a, a fun way to be like, this podcast is about blah, except for maybe just taking care of yourself. So um, anybody want to share something they're obsessed with? Mine sort of sort of uh, curtails the last thing we talked about. Well, you should <laughs> go first. Then. Um, an Instagram account I found, which I, and I believe that you also follow. I don't know if you do, Karen. On Instagram, it's um, at Can You Sew This For Me? Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> okay. That one is so cathartic. It's uh, so going there, fun. I don't know, oh I don't God, know about that. I'm it. going there right now. So it. it's it's yeah. a person who reposts things that people have shared with them about, like, stories of people asking them to make things for them. Yeah. Can and you some sew of, this for me? Some of them are like, I really struggled and then they never paid me for them. And yep. some of the stories are like, I told that bitch no. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, that's so satisfying. Yep. Yep. And some of them, yep. I think it's like Saturday. She shares like sweet Saturdays. Yes. Like this person loved it and paid me more than I asked. And they I tell love like, this. But Can- it's so cathartic to read. Can you sew this for me? Yep. I, um, I sharing the ridiculous saying. requests and communications we get as sewists and fiber artists. Yep. How it's did great. I not know this? It's this been, is awesome. Spend half an hour scrolling and yeah. reading for a yeah. while and you will feel so, oh, this is it great. Will, it will supercharge your ability to say, to say no. no to people. No. Yeah. Um. So that's what I'm obsessed with. I've gotten a lot better at saying no. Unfortunately, I tend to be judgy McJudgy pants about things. And I say no. No, not you. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of my go-to. And you Uh, say what? And I I need to pull back on... on, I'm good at better at no, but I got to be more clear about why. That's okay. And no, you don't. You actually for don't. No, for oh, me. For, you. Okay. for me. Like, you sometimes you do. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. For me, I need to examine why. You're right. I don't have to explain why I said no. No is no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but sometimes for me, I need to make sure I'm not just saying no because I had a bad day and mm-hmm. I'm saying no to everybody, which mm, sometimes that is an okay thing. Yeah, that's interesting. There are times when my mental capacity may, may just mean I need to say no yeah. to everybody that day. And, uh, that's okay. And those on those days, I tend to drive myself into the studio because most of those no's are family directed. Yep. <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay, too. Yep. Uh, cool. What is your obsession, Karen? Um, I can't think about that. I don't... I 
I don't really think about the obsession. I think I've been, what have I been watching lately? Mostly I've been watching, obsessing on, come back to me. Come okay. back around. Um, I'm ready. <laughs> She's ready. <laughs> so every once in a while I get into this bit, like, you know, the book we just read reminded us all to like listen more to music, mm-hmm. I think. Um, or at least you shared that. Yeah. And I feel that way too. Um, so Instagram Reels is probably going to both, it both exposed me to the song and it's also going to ruin it. So there is a cover of Tom's Diner going around by this German band called Annen May Cancerites. I sing that song all the time. It's oh awesome. My God, Karen. I don't know this one. Okay, they, it, I looked them up because they look really young, but they're actually in their 30s. So I don't, I don't feel like a dirty old lady, but they like curl my toes. They are so cute. That's fine. <laughs> it's Tom's Diner yeah. by Annen, A-N-N-E-N. A N N E N M A Y M A Y K A N K A N. I'm ran out of space. I'm going down the side. Yeah, it's a German word. T E R E R I E. I'm sorry. E I T. E I T. Right. Occasionally formed as A M K. There you go. Um, Tom's Diner, but they have like three or four American covers. But then I started listening to them to their music, and I was like, "Oh, this is a German rock band." I this should was make on sure. TikTok. Uh, I mean, I, I saw it on Instagram. Right? Oh, IG. But I mean, they are a established band for mm-hmm. the last like ten years, so they have plenty of albums, and they're okay. I had to like translate their German lyrics, make sure I'm not singing about anything I don't want to be you singing don't want about. <laughs> Um, Cause that could happen. Well, but they they're they're cool and yeah. they're, they're so oh how cool! <laughs> Not in a boy band cute way, but maybe that's okay. Boy band cute way. It's okay uh, to be back in your boy band era, yeah, right? Um, and then well, yesterday, so now I'm in the like international music um, mm-hmm. thing. I also like French pop. Okay. I don't know a lot Ooh. about it. I just like putting it on because it's. You don't know the words, you're not like super engaged in the music, but it's like lovely and atmospheric. But this guy um, was on Weekend Edition yesterday. His name is Strome, and he is a Belgian artist, and he has a new album called Multitude. And I don't know a lot about him, but I played his music all day yesterday, and it's amazing. And I actually know a lot more French than I thought I did. <laughs> so I was doing the same thing, you know, bringing up the lyrics on Google and translating them. Um, and he had a phrase in one of his songs that's so perfect. Mm. A professional insomniac. <laughs> that's you. And it's pretty much a direct translation. I think it's like insomniac profession. Yeah. Like, oh, yes, I know that. I know that person. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's like once I go to sleep, though, I sleep. Yeah. I don't have trouble getting to sleep or staying, staying asleep. Uh, but I, I just have trouble letting go of the day. Yeah. Well, Karen, did you come up with anything? Okay, yeah. So, because I do have problems staying asleep, mm-hmm. um, I got the I've got one of those. Um, I listen to my Calm app, but sometimes, but when I'm listening to something, I like earbuds. I don't. I like to completely immerse myself and mm-hmm. shut everybody else out, because which means I don't want them listening to what I'm listening to. So I have one of those headband things, mm-hmm. but it doesn't come close enough to cover my eyes. So I like, so I've got the, the, the buff that covers my eyes that co- that I double up. So I don't have, so it's like sensory, I need that sensory deprivation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have the ear, 
instead of earbuds, because, you know, you can't sleep with earbuds. It's not good for ears. It's these little speakers that just go over your ears, but they're real thin, so they're not... I've seen they, something like that. Like, and oh. it, they're really cool. It works. And so I... And when I really need to focus, like doing taxes or anything else that require... I can't listen to music. It's distracting for me. So I listen to the sound of the ocean or oh. the sound... The, the sound of a helicopter propeller. I mean, mm. I mean, it's, it's but it's dull. It's really, really light. And yeah. lately I've been listening to like the sounds of, I guess, northern whales or something like that, oh. where you hear crickets in life. Um, the other thing that when I, when I did, am just sitting there not doing stuff on the computer is, did I talk about the great pottery throwdown? No. So it's like baking, but, or it's like the, the Canadian glass challenge, you know, blown away mm-hmm. glass challenge, which is really amazing. But this one is all about pottery. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about little pots. We're talking, they're making toilets <laughs> and they're making, I mean, big throws and, and then they're making like little tiny tea sets, mm-hmm. but they're not individually thrown. They're like, you, you make this thing, this Call little column of and I who knew that the different kinds of clay have to be treated differently mm-hmm. and these are ordinary people they're not professionals although I think a couple of them they they're hobbyists um, and it's awesome it's called the Great Pottery Throwdown I'm watching it on HBO Max because my son has it so therefore I have it hmm. <laughs> um, and the stuff that they have to do mm-hmm. like one challenge. You are, you do, you have to form this thing and then it doesn't get fired in a kiln. It gets fired in a pile of burning dung, but it creates interesting glaze parts Uh on the glaze. So Amazon's like, it's a flaming pile of poo and I'm throwing my pottery in it (laughs) to burn it. (laughs) But no, it's really, really cool. Cool. So that's the other thing. Great pottery throwdown. Yeah. So I just want to share real quick. Mm -hmm. I dropped my yarn from the car to walking the path all the way around here and um that's a lot of yarn and in the hour and a half we've been recording or whatever you still haven't caught up i haven't used up all the yarn that i trailed from my car door (laughs) she was untangling it for a minute when she first came in and she was like i wonder how much i can get through apparently not all of it nope that's funny Okay, well, this is your March episode. We are, we'll be back in April for our new episode. Um, if you we're doing, followed along with us, thank you. Yes, thank you. Um, we will, I'll post pictures of the things that we talked about today. And we're doing our book club. That'll come out in two weeks from today. We are reading the book, The Sanatorium by Sarah, Sarah Pierce. Yes. I remember right. the last name. I couldn't remember the first name. This um, is the first time I forgot to read it. Well, well, you we still, still I just started it. Yeah. It's only the sixth. So oh, okay. Weeks. Yeah. I know, but usually I get it done in the first week. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can follow along with us and be stressed in trying to finish it before we record and, you know, <laughs> read the book along with us if you want. And I think that's it. That Next month it. we'll have new classes coming out in April. So there's some left on our website right now for March. And we'll see you in April. Bye, bye everybody. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, bye. Oh, did you have something else? Let's say uh, <laughs> this comes out on the sixth, mm-hmm. seventh. Um, and there's a really cool class starting on the ninth, the stripes sweater. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Check our website. Um, and we'll see you next month for new classes and new podcast. Um, all right. Bye. bye.